0: So thank you both um, Emma and Ashing for joining me on this empowering podcast, which we are doing on perimenopause. And these two wonderful women have joined me to tell me their story about uh, how they got an early menopause. We're all talking about menopause, but we need to talk about women that uh, suffered an early menopause and it was quite a shock to them. And they very kindly are telling us their story. And one of these women actually felt so strongly about this that she had suffered so much and she felt there was very little information there that she went on to um, set up a website to educate women further. And both of them are passionate about sharing a very personal story uh, so that they can educate you all and and help other women that are in similar uh, circumstances because, as they both said, there really was very little out there to to educate them as to what to do or very little help. So they'll be sharing that story with us. So Emma, will you um, start us and tell us a bit about yourself and what exactly happened, Emma? So if you would just tell us, you know, yeah, your sure.
1: story. Mm-hmm. So um, so I am a married, mom of three kids, and when say I would, I, I feel that actually looking backwards now, knowing what I know. There was and you're from always... the beautiful
0: county of Cork, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I am. Out. Yes, yeah.
1: I am. Um, looking back on it now, I suppose, I feel, as regards to my fertility and my cycles, I think there was always something there. But just due to lack of knowledge or lack of education, I suppose, as well, it's not something I ever really mm-hmm. pursued. So... Um, it wasn't until, let's say, going back to the beginning, I, I I was late, first of all, getting my period. I was around 15. Mm-hmm. So, and that can be an normal. normal going yeah. yeah, that can be normal. Can but as you be, said, it is the most part, they get at 12. Yeah, yeah okay. and, I, and I was uh, the last uh, in my group of friends to get it. I was nearly at the stage where I was kind of half pretending I had it just to kind of feel, to fit yeah. in, you know. Yeah. And then... I, I would have never had a twenty-eight day cycle. It was always maybe between twenty-eight and thirty-five. But mm-hmm. again, never really thought much about it until mm-hmm. I started trying for, for my first baby. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit of a process because it took us And Emma, um, could stop took,
0: you there. You you we now yeah. know the polycystic ovary disease and that was the reason yeah. for the regular periods. And of course that's one of the reasons they should have problems conceiving because you know, if not diagnosed, it does it does cause problems. Go ahead, Emma. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but and, um, at the time, say, I was, um, you, know, you know, I don't know, for anybody that has ever been trying for a baby, I became a bit obsessed with it, checking mm-hmm. body temperature, you know, uh, becoming, you know, really uh, any little symptom that I get, was I pregnant, wasn't my peer, you know, I really did become kind of quite obsessed. So mm-hmm. then I did, I did acupuncture, actually, for a while, and I found that that regulated my cycle, and it helped. And yeah. I did fall pregnant actually naturally on my first child. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was kind of a success. Um, and then when it came to the second time, and we just didn't want to hang around again, mm-hmm. so I did have tests done, and it showed uh, it was. To, I was told actually at the time I had a lazy ovary, and again, I didn't even research it. I just accepted I've a lazy yes, ovary, whatever yeah. that meant.
0: Yes. And, yeah.
1: Um, we had IUI and had twins on that. So that that, that was my family completely, really,
0: you know. You're fantastic. And thank you. For, so, you're so good for sharing it, Emma. And Emma, can I just stop you there? Something you said there about having um, you know, you, the, the 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 worry about not getting pregnant. I think everybody expects to get pregnant straight away. And obviously when they don't, then uh, they they all obsess and see everyone around getting pregnant. It's a very normal. I hear that a lot. Everyone comes into me and they're fretting about not getting pregnant it's a very normal thing yeah Yeah. and I suppose
1: like for me I have spent uh, you know 12 13 years of my life trying not to get pregnant and then I click my fingers and I'm like expecting it to happen immediately
0: I know know. I know and that's always the case it's cruel it's cruel yeah but go you thank you so much Emma go ahead then and tell us your next your next bit I stopped you when you got the twins
1: yeah, so then because my family's gone, I had decided to get the marina coil inserted and just, you know, get on with things and I did and, you know, I suppose I had a busy few years, twins and a kind of a younger child, a young child as well, so things were busy and um, it wasn't until they started school and I had time to myself that, that I realised I was exhausted and I, I should have had more energy Mm -hmm. and I found myself going back to bed which I had never done even throughout having the twins I just you know and I felt I just felt like I was kind of failing I didn't know what was wrong Mm. with me Uh, my moods were just gone haywire and Mm. I actually just I thought I was sick I thought I Mm -hmm. had some sort of underlying illness
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: and you know I just I just didn't know what it was Um, So when I went and got my bloods done, and they were compared to the previous year, I had seemed seemingly kind of catapulted into 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 perimenopause or menopause it was hard to distinguish because I had the marina coil. Colleen, so and you didn't go the periods, periods
0: ceased or not. Yeah I exactly no that was that was the no. problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. normally with menopause, if if you know if you know the periods are going, you know to question something. that while the marina coil is great, the problem is that a lot of time you don't get a period, so therefore you don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And so, even a,
1: yeah. go on Emma. Yeah? Even when the bloods confirmed, you know the massive jump in the FSH levels. I uh, it still wasn't one hundred percent because of the fact that I had the coil, and and it could have been, uh, you know, it it was kind of a look. We put you on HRT and see does that regulate it more so than this is what it is. You it know, is,
0: yeah, it wasn't really explained to you, I felt was it? Emma,
1: it wasn't really. I yes. Suppose it
0: wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And your symptoms, Emma, there were exhaustion. You said. What about the the sleep? What about the yeah. brain so, fog and all that?
1: Yeah. Oh, the brain fog was was a real was something I really did struggle Preventive. with. like no, yeah. And Emma, was, you were only what
0: age now? What age were you at this stage? Uh, I Was 38
1: when I started getting these symptoms, and yes. I was 39 then when, when I started. When you were diagnosed 30, with menopause, yeah. so the yeah.
0: FSH level had really risen very yeah. high into menopausal range, and you had the exhaustion going back to bed at 38 is normal, Emma. Yeah, had yeah, three children um, in the middle of the day, and you also had the terrible brain fog, and you brain also. Brain. What about the extra
1: pains of the muscles? In yeah, I had, I had kind of joint pain. So I used to wake at night with joint pain yes. and, and this kind of urge to stretch out my body, like that I'd want yeah. somebody to pull my arms and my legs. That's kind of a it's feeling. Good, all the
0: peripheral nerve pain going on as a result. Yeah. Of yes, yeah. Um,
1: what about the, the um, libido? Uh, Emma? Yeah, that, that, took, that took a nosedive as well. Yeah, so I just felt all wrong. Actually, you know, my appetite would vary from time to time. I'd either be starving or I couldn't Mm. eat. Mm. Um the libido went um the brain. What about your mood, Emma?
0: What about your mood? Yeah.
1: I just thought I was just angry actually. Mm. And 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 I'm not an angry person generally, you know. And yes, yeah. I just it was it was a frustration that I couldn't I couldn't get on top of things because I was overwhelmed all the time. The smallest little thing would just send me over, you know. Um, and I was convinced I, I, I had cancer, actually. I
0: just had or decided I had some really? sort of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you were so tired, uh, was it, Emma, that you thought you? Yeah, and
1: yeah. because I was just, I was all wrong. I just mm. knew there was something yeah. wrong with me, but I didn't okay. know what it was. And it wasn't showing off anywhere. Okay. So I was saying, um, it must be something hidden. Yeah, <laughs> hidden. and, and I even though... Had no idea. And-
0: Good girl. And even though Emma, you were told about the menopause, you felt there wasn't much out there to help you about a young no. person who got menopause, didn't you?
1: No, like there was plenty of information, but it was all geared towards, you know, actually like going through the menopause, like naturally when, when you know, say early fifties or, mm. um, like I, I I felt even the wording around kind of early ovarian failure, I, I didn't like, I, I felt that. I took that personally you know mm, that mm. I had failed at something and I didn't I, you know when I re- was trying to research it for myself there really was very little information there around for for younger women to deal women, with it yes. or support there or yes. you know there, I, I really did struggle I must say like yeah mm.
0: and how long did, did you know. struggle for did, when you went on the HRT Emma did it give you much of an improvement or and then in many of your symptoms it, it
1: it improved initially, it, it improved, and then it took a dip again, and then it improved. Um, I, I've had to change things around a few times, mm. but it seems stable enough at the moment now, but my symptoms now seem to be relating to the, the polycystic ovaries, which is the bloating, yes. the real bloating, and the, the fatigue, and that. Yes, yes. I think that's probably a kind of a side note, maybe, for, yeah, for, we're,
0: we're, we're, as opposed we're, to the... That's going to have to be sorted as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I suppose the big thing for you was the shock of getting it so young, Emma, wasn't it? The fee- the, yeah. the, the the fact that you three young children. I mean, what ages were your children at this stage when you got when you were? Um, five and eight. Five and eight. So your twins so think, were I, five,
1: and, I, and I, they and, yeah. were five. Yeah, and then uh, my eldest was eight. Now another thing, actually, um, apart from the kind of physiological thing. Mm. Definitely struggled kind of psychologically with the change as well, you know. With of course, the, I got this kind of sense that I was going to pass myself by day. Yes. you know, and yes. I really felt that actually, like yeah. that, you know, what's the point? I went through a phase of questioning. Mm-hmm.
2: You know,
1: is this this is this is like? Yes, but, you know, I I, I I obviously came to terms with it again, but but mm. that that's a struggle that maybe isn't spoken about as widely either as the physiological side of absolutely
0: yeah yeah the whole whole fact that you you yourself felt as if if yeah absolutely if you weren't feminine or if you had yeah yeah, I agree with you totally and I suppose that's one of the thing why we're doing this is not only we're educating people about perimenopause menopause but we want people to realize that you know you still have years left and that just because the periods go you still have a load of chapters left in your life and where women were felt mid Feel before that it was a taboo subject, and they were, you know, that that's not the case, and they should feel still feel very feminine, and we're going to make sure that they do. You know, I think that's what yeah. the reasons we're doing this. Can I ask you, was there any family history of early menopause in the family? Did mother or sisters?
1: Now, my mother was was she reckons she was in her late forties. She definitely mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, in her fifties. So she was probably early, but not not ridiculously early either. Mm. Okay. She was very young, having us as well. So she said it all kind of blends into one as she got older. So she can't put her finger on when she actually went through menopause.
0: She didn't talk about it really, did she, Emma? Not really, no. And so
1: it doesn't stand out in her memory either, you know?
0: Uh
1: Okay.
0: um, Okay. And looking back on it, Emma, where you were like when you had the three children, obviously you're three, three under what age? Five five okay and you were hectic weren't you I mean you were very very busy and looking back on it like were you overdoing it or
1: um yeah well it's my husband would have worked away a lot as well so I had no kind of choice I I would have been overdoing it but it it wasn't martyrdom it was a necessity you know it was
0: of course of course of course of course and one of the reasons I'm I'm asking you that is that if the pituitary gland which is the hormone gets overtired obviously you know, we're more likely to, to uh, have have problems as a result. But have you learned to look after yourself, Emma, and up your self-worth as a result of all this? Have you? Well,
1: I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm getting okay. there. I, like, I, I know that I have to take on ownership of, of my own part in that and let go of the kind of things that aren't really important. But that's mm. my own struggle, you know. Um, yes,
0: yes, that yeah. Is, that is, I yeah. Think,
1: you know, this kind of kind of perf- perfect wife and perfect mother, and like that's just part of our, our society. Like, I think it's it's putting all this pressure on us. And absolutely, I'm try- I am trying to to take a, a little step back and 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 try and prioritize. You know what mm. does need to be done, but that. Just an everyday struggle, really. Absolutely. You
0: know, I suppose that's what we're trying to do with these podcasts too, Emma, is to educate women that women, all women, uh, that I see, feel that necessity to to prove themselves and be the super mom and all that. Yeah. And I think it's been passed down to generations, they saw their mother do it, and therefore they think they should do it. And, and I suppose what we've got to do is be more like men, sit back, mm. and and you know, be happy to 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 put ourselves first, which is what we're not good at doing. But particularly around early menopause, where there's a hormonal shift, you really have to to rest and 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 take it easy. And just going back to when which was diagnosed, Emma, how long before you were treated? How long did that take?
1: Like once we had established what it was, that was fairly instant. Like I literally mm. started to the HRT that day. and yeah. Started on the patches that day. Um. Mm. Like it took a few weeks to to, to kick in. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And, and, it, and it took a few weeks for you to feel the brain fog go and, and all that, didn't it? Yeah. And you've, been, you've since been given um, treatment for the, the muscle pain, haven't you? And we're going to see yeah. if, if that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good girl. And the polycystic ovaries are now being treated, which is good as well. Yeah. So we, we want that to be sorted. Yeah fantastic now Emma I'm going to ask you to, to stay with us because we're going to come back to you again and I'm going to introduce Aisling Grimley and Ashling also had an early menopause and she like Emma has shared her story and come on to tell us the story but also felt compelled to set up uh, the second spring website in order to educate uh, women and to help them which was was a very good thing to do and, and thank you so much Aisling so do you want to tell us your story Ashling, and then uh, a little bit about the website and then we'll we'll t- come back to Emma as well sure um
2: so i i'm um, from dublin first of all aren't I'm you from dublin yes. yes and um i am um mother of four four daughters um so my thing was more so just about the lack of information at that time so this is 2013 and I had various symptoms, a lot of what you mentioned as well, Emma, like the fatigue, the brain fog, the anger, and um, these things. And I, I had um, got this, I'd read a long time before that in Chinese medicine, uh, they call the menopause a second spring. And I really wanted to find something positive in this. And at the time, a bit, you know, again, like a lot of things we've touched on, you've touched on, resonate with me. Um, one of them was that I had been full-time mothering. And I felt like I was kind of falling behind compared to my peers in terms of people who had got everything, the career, the parenting, even though I was very, very happy as a parent. So I, um, Uh, And I think sometimes symptoms of menopause give you pointers like I was so angry and I realized I was angry when I was making the dinner. So I realized I was kind of frustrated and I had an energy in me to do something else. So I just thought this is crazy that no one's talking about the menopause. Like what on earth? Half the population of the world go through the menopause. I started asking people, do you know about the menopause? And people were kind of recoiling as if I had a contagious disease. And my mother had... <laughs> what age were you, Emma?
0: Sorry, what age were you? I
2: wasn't... It was perimenopause. Like, this was 46. Yeah. So it's it, it's not, it wasn't early menopause as such. But it was... Yeah. At that time, nobody mentioned yes, perimenopause. Yes. Like, these are yeah. all... This is all talked about now, like yes, Joe is yes. talking about it. But this yes, is thank God. And actually, after you 13. started the
0: role and we were all lecturing for years, go on, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to bring you on here because you were
2: fantastic the way you started the ball rolling. Yes. Yeah, I just thought this is mad. There's something up here. And also I have four daughters. And I just thought I don't want to be silent about this. I don't want this to be some kind of an quiet thing that it had been when I was growing up. But my mother was kind of like, oh, she's in a bad mood. Stay away. We didn't know uh-huh. what it was, but it was uh-huh. always kind of like, hands off and nobody talked about it and so i kind of wanted to address it and i it was very much about um empowerment for women Uh um and i wanted women to have choices in their approach first of all to have an education so i set up the website so i listed the common symptoms was amazed to realize how and the psychological symptoms were the the big killers really for a Uh lot of women like nobody knew that this was to do with menopause Um, you know, panic attacks, uh, low mood, lack of confidence, all these things that, and you know, there was because there was no, much, there wasn't much discussion. People uh-huh. only knew about hot flushes, and it was all jokey kind of stuff about mm-hmm. night sweats, and Good girl, yeah, it wasn't yeah. taken seriously, which really yeah. bugged me as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yes.
2: And then I wanted women to have a choice of different uh, approaches, so there could be HRT and medical approach, acupuncture, homeopathy. I was open to oh. getting experts on herbal, you know, herbal remedies. Everything just so that, you know, you get to this point in your life and you're kind of thinking, what do I how do I want to approach, you know, is it a psychological thing, because I read a lot and I, I realized that for some women. They might have had a trauma in earlier life and that might right. be triggered by menopause like the, there's yeah. just so much going on
0: yeah so, yeah
2: and also i wanted it to be um to acknowledge that you know life is not over and that it's a lot of there's a lot of new energy sometimes mm-hmm. that comes at this stage which is what happened to me so that i put my new energy into creating um the website my second spring because i loved this idea of putting positive perspective on it and I've come across so many women who have this new energy and they kind of do an evaluation of their life and kind of think, OK, what, what's going on? How, how am I living? Is this right for me? Mm-hmm. You know, are there some changes I want to make? Are my symptoms? You know, I think it's really difficult. Sometimes their symptoms are just overwhelming. So the first yeah. thing is you've got to tackle the symptoms and get the help you need. And then when everything is a bit more even keeled, then you can start thinking, OK, so what am I going to do with you know this with myself mm-hmm. in this next phase? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big thing. And I've, I've seen so many women start new things, take on new challenges. If when when and if they're able for it and up to it, yes. it's not for yeah. everybody.
0: Exactly. I love this
2: idea in China that they consider it. Um, I think it's because of the lack of oestrogen, apparently, um, that we become a little bit less kind of nurturing and more, you know, able to put ourselves first, and so we do become more empowered. and you know, the way you meet older women who kind of don't care what people think. And you, there is yeah. a bit of that that, that becomes. Yeah. A I, I, th- I think it's though as people get
0: older and more mature, they get wiser. And, you know, when yeah. women become menopausal, they're so fatigued that they have to learn to put themselves first, don't they? Because you just yes. couldn't possibly function if
2: you yeah. were trying and to do so all the things. Uh, to address symptoms because i i just realized that people were women were including myself were kind of thinking oh well it's just part of aging then you realize no yeah. no this is not on you've got to you've yeah. got to get help so, it's good, so it's good. i had a lot of fatigue i realized that it was to do with a bit a vitamin b12 deficiency mm-hmm. so when i started taking the b12 that really helped Good. Then I had a DEXA scan. You, it's just like an, a time for an MOT. An MOT,
0: good girl, yeah. Otherwise
2: um, so I, I have osteopenia.
0: And then I Which found... It very up- common, Ashling, as we know, in perimenopause, yeah. because a drop in estrogen will affect Absolutely. bone health, and
2: vitamin D is the treatment. And, and one of a, them. And, and obviously, it's so important for well. for early menopause. Huh. Um, but I just think it's so important to understand what's going on and to educate yourself empower yourself and mm-hmm. get the help and for me it was always about getting women to get the help they need and mm-hmm. at the time it was incredible because i thought oh this is ireland you know we're kind of behind the, behind the times yes yeah. i got such a reaction like we'd have you know eight thousand visits a day mm-hmm. at the beginning because so yes. few people were talking about menopause um and be coming from all around the world like the states um asia australia now there's so much more discussion and i'm really glad about that but in in, in many ways i think we've been quite leading and i i had oh, comments every day from people saying i'm so glad i found you i thought i was going mad i thought brilliant. i i you know thought i was the only person going through this i thought i i was I had a terminal disease because you start That's brilliant kind of together
0: absolutely right. it's, it's such you know, a worry and it's
2: so so much it's such a reassurance just like okay so it's menopause okay. right well at least that's something that is not permanent it's and got- actually
0: in your case you said it was 45 was it 46 when you yeah. got your your did your periods go then Ashling or did they was that where they, they came started irregular
2: over okay. the next few years so it might have a gap of five or six months okay and then they'd come back um and oh, that when did they go crazy. completely Ashley when did your periods go um, completely about, roughly uh
0: three years I'd say okay so when it was so 45 perimenopause and then you lost your periods at 48 so that was still yeah. young because most yes, women yes. don't it's sort of 50 maybe 54 that they would lose them completely so yes. did you go on
2: HRT then Ashley? uh no I didn't actually because I think I was so engaged with the menopause I was <laughs> addressing <laughs> yes. it on all fronts I was experiencing yes. it Yes. Um, and I wanted to I, I think also I was I was aware that I, my body was able to manage it if I gave it the time and energy which I know not everybody can and so you I just pull back and sort of give yourself more time and yeah and I, I, yeah. I, I kind of because I understood what was going on I was like okay so this low mood this fatigue this is all to menopause if I can eat well, I did plant-based eating for quite a good bit of time. I still um, mainly eat uh, plant-based. Well One time. Um, so I just and, and again, it's not it's for everybody to find what suits them. And why did you go plant-based, Ash, and Share that with us. Why? Did um, you go I just I, I just thought that uh, I know that um, the you know f- f- having a plant-based diet is is very helpful f- for your blood sugars hmm. and it's very helpful for hormone regulation. So I just wanted to give my body every possible chance to sort itself out, um, sort its own its own hormone levels out. Mm. Um, And I did truly believe that I could do that um, Mm. by. And I I also found it very empowering because I'm not particularly sporty person, but i um and i used to swim a lot but then i suddenly thought okay there's a reason why i should do some strengthening exercises uh-huh. I do yoga i did some you know gym work which i'd never done before uh-huh. but again it was like weight-bearing exercise to strengthen my bones yeah. I, found, I found that um the menopause was very empowering in that way that i mm. wanted i thought this is for me for myself to give myself yeah. the best possible yeah. chance. And. You no know, yeah. there are very few health conditions that are guaranteed, but the menopause is one of them. Yes, you know, absolutely. In case which, you
0: get heart disease, in case which is absolutely shocking when considering it. It's around for hundreds of years. It's it's no. not a new thing, and yet it it's only you know you you started talking about it six years ago, Ashling, and uh, you know isn't it dreadful that it, I mean, it was such big time. news?
2: Like it was like. Yeah. I remember you went on, you know, the day after I launched the website, I went on the uh, the midday show and it was, I was kind of, you know, on an outside studio. Like I was, yes. it, was it was very edgy. Um, yes. about yeah. I mean, it's still a little bit of a taboo, but I, I was, I just thought this is very strange. Like what's going on? Yeah. How come? Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, um, but, exactly. but I think it was,
2: it's it, it was kind of fear, and um, I, but anyway, I just found it also very sad because I spoke to a few older women who told me that they had had friends who had actually taken their lives because oh had goodness, had of time of menopause, and that again, you know, when you hear those things, that mm. is. Absolutely, Absolutely. so sad, and it's so avoidable, you know. And again, because I think there's the in maybe in older generations, there's a a, you know like a shame in not coping. Just like everybody else is flying, but I'm struggling. I can't, you know, I don't know why it is. And I, mm. you know, I'm afraid to, to share in case. Absolutely. absolutely. Right.
0: And it's interesting that both yourself and Emma have brought out the, the, that thing that there was that, you know, both of you, even though Emma, you were a lot younger when you, you when you became perimenopausal, but even at the same time, your first, both of your first thing was a, fa- a, a sense of failure that, you know, that when you went from uh, perimenopause, when the period stopped, that this is a sense of failure, I'm getting older Whereas now, the fact that you're hearing so much about it and it's spoken in such a positive way, do you both feel that that's changed? Do you feel different, Emma? Do you feel that now that we're talking about it so positively, that that you sort of you're no longer looking at it in such a desperate fashion as you did a few years yeah, ago? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, one of the things for me was was a kind of a loneliness at the time because like none of my friends on. the even though you know they'd be supporting me but they didn't really understand Mm. and um so I think I think you know the more information that's shared and the more honest that women in particular can be Mm -hmm. the more normalizing it makes things so whether it's periods or whether it's menopause or whatever it is we're all going through some sort of a journey and I think the more women who, who share their stories and their journeys it just it just makes other
2: women feel normal whatever normal. they're going yeah, to do another, somewhere is going to, well you
1: know
2: yeah and i do think that that menopause for you know at the classic age is difficult enough but it's so lonely and so difficult for women in early menopause and particularly for women who um might not have had their family yet and suddenly realize that they're in early menopause at that stage and the, that that's the awful so thing isn't it? because yeah. women are
0: now leaving it to later to have children because of careers and so forth you've got four daughters actually you were saying but now women are generally you know not starting maybe till their mid-30s and Emma had that been you you wouldn't have had yeah. your children and you that know? and
1: you know that's something that I actually felt grateful for the fact mm-hmm. that I did have my family and that was you know like that really all that I needed to get through with my own sense of uh, you mm-hmm. know failure or whatever it was or you know Mm-hmm. kind of fell by date issues i knew that once i could get past them that i was ready to take on whatever else came with it but you know i did i i can't I can't, can't actually imagine having to face this and Mm. having to you know
0: and I suppose Emma you've touched on something there women always feel that you know they have to have a child otherwise they feel that they haven't contributed to society or they're not feminine whereas uh, you know I deal a lot with infertility Mm. and while we may thank God help most women to get pregnant there's always one that can't and uh, or a couple that can't and and they do feel very um, hard done by but I suppose as women we, we need society not just to recognize us as being you know we have we shouldn't have to have children in order to be recognized as being female it shouldn't be where men don't seem to be as put out by it or they don't.
1: No no mm. but I suppose is that a pressure we kind of put on ourselves as well mm. you know that's like Probably. I suppose for me for me um it was only I felt those things you know nobody said yes. to me you look old or you look this it was just yes. it was in yeah. me you know well, so I suppose uh, why
2: we're, then, we're, yeah, another reason why it's so important that we're having this conversation so that women know that it is possible for menopause to come early because women okay. don't even know that it, ha- it happens at 50 or whatever age it would be for you mm. like the average age mm-hmm. 51 let alone uh, and
1: you know the fact that um irregular periods um c- can be a red flag for something and i suppose to highlight that whereas i just accepted i don't have regular periods you yeah. know yes. i never this. i never yes. looked into it it was just yes. the way i was yeah and i think you know to highlight that to younger younger people that if you know if there's no harm in getting it checked out it doesn't make you mm. crazy for a baby it's just Absolutely. you know because i suppose as as you were even saying mary there's so many other there's it's linked to so much else you know it can be okay. linked to your digestive system and you know so if your irregular periods could be it, it, yeah, hormones control some...
0: everything. So when the cycle is off, exactly. everything else is off. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, shouldn't, it things... shouldn't be left until you're waiting for a baby. I told totally, my totally. Yeah, and that's something as an endocrinologist I see all the time, and it's something that thank God we're educating women to know. But for years, women just put up with heavy periods and thought it was normal. Whereas it obviously isn't normal. It's showing you that there's a problem with the the, the secretion of the hormone from the pituitary gland and needs to be rectified at a young age, and not as you said, just when when you're about to have babies you know it's very very important because women have struggled obviously if there's a hormone imbalance for all those years and it's affected other um, areas of their lives and there's no need for it so I suppose we're empowering women by having this because we're saying look at you know make sure you find out what's a normal period is three days not seven I had someone in today who had a 10 day period imagine and for seven years she'd put up with this without it being treated so we're trying to empower women by educating them what's normal and And then your story, Emma, is amazing on on the early menopause. And you're being very honest by telling us how you felt, you know, how you felt, how you felt a failure, um you know but the way you you with the regular periods you were no different to most people where they just put up with it, thought this will rectify itself and as you said you were you were unfortunate to go into early menopause but lucky to have your three children at the same time and i suppose Mm -hmm. in your case emma the fact that you were such an amazing worker trying to do it all it could have been a factor because your petutial probably got overtired and that could have contributed to the early men- menopause but what we're trying the only reason we're bringing that up is we're trying to tell women to up their self-worth pace mm. and and just get the help in because it's only for a short time isn't it yeah yeah having twins and, and a, a baby of five is tough going and and trying to, and your husband was away at the same at the time a lot wasn't it yeah
1: yeah and it was it was busy but like that you know you 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 just you kind of get to get on with it you know you mm. accept it
0: mm. As women, um, we accept too much, though, don't we? We need we to. Do. We need to look after ourselves way better than we do. Men are much better, and I think we all need to think more like men. And and I suppose it's because men are empowered in society way more than women. So we're we're trying our best to empower women, uh, so that they will start looking after themselves. Were you interested in what Ashling had to say, Emma, um, about the the website? I learn yeah, you know about the website.
1: I hadn't until yesterday, to be honest. And um, I, I looked at it last night and I was so sorry. I didn't actually find it when I needed it because it, it, and I know what you were saying while ago, Ashling, around that there is a, a lot of information available now. Mm-hmm. So, but actually, I, I don't actually think there really is because they, I felt what you're offering or what your website gives a broad kind of a normal picture of realness. As opposed to um a medical kind of way of talking about it or i did actually feel that i could resonate with a lot of the stories that were on it i did actually feel why wasn't that here like it, it may have been but i d- i definitely didn't find it yeah um because I yeah, did, and that was I that was my motivation that-
2: <laughs> as well was to have stuff that's real that's local as well because when i when i first looked at websites they were all you know they were american or english or you know this is and also i wanted real stories so we have a lot of stories yeah. told in, in women's own words because i think that's what resonates most with i this. think it
1: translates really well and it does make you feel that you can connect with these women you know as opposed to them being poster people they're real people mm-hmm.
2: yeah because sure. even my photographs on the website they're all real people you know yeah. I, I draft i grabbed them all my well, friends and neighbors
0: and actually, I know a few years ago you invited me in, was it Loretta School to talk yes. to? And and that was fantastic because you were educating the young females. And, and I thought that was really excellent. Did you ever approach the Department of Education to ask them, could they uh, in, bring that website available to, to, to young... No, we
2: did. I did speak to the um, the Women's Health Task Force um, and it's brilliant to see now the first menopause clinic opening up. Oh, brilliant. Unbelievable yeah. and about time yeah. too. But you know, yeah. it's Incredible to see the amount of change that's taken place. Mm. Um, but no, it is something that we need to get on the curriculum because I know there's just one line. My daughter's in third year and/or second year last year, I think, um, in biology, there's one line um about menopause in in the in the history books in the in the biology books yes Um, and i think that's it's so important you know for young women because you know i I know it's a very small percentage but there is a percentage of women who will go through the menopause very young like as as, teens i know it's a small percentage but these are just things that we need to know to, to have in the back of our mind so that whenever you need the information, you can you can access it, that it's absolutely not- plus it's sort of something that teenagers need to know because
0: if they wanted to put off their family, well, maybe they might, you know, not not leave it and maybe either to freeze yeah. eggs or else um you know make sure that they start earlier because they had you not done it, I mean, you would have been caught, wouldn't you? You know. Mm-hmm. So and there was no family history in your case. So no. I suppose it's just to have that information there so women and young girls can make choices. I, and I think so.
1: empower, empowering kind of young like I have two daughters you know mm. I suppose teaching them that if there is something in your body that doesn't fall within the normal fear mm. let's say mm. you know don't be afraid to question it don't don't just assume that you know that mm. that it's fine you know don't be afraid to question your own body and learn about your own body and watch it develop and see the changes because that's something that was never instilled in us Yes. as kids yes it was just, yeah uh, you know this is the way it is it'll be like as you said three to seven days it may be heavy it may be light but you know if you know if i think if, if, if children and young teens and young women are attuned to their own bodies then they're much more likely to to, to see change and yeah. to understand themselves you know absolutely yeah.
2: and i think that's the other i think that i find important for my daughters as well is just to know that you can make differences, that they can make difference to their health through their diet, through exercise, oh. you know, and blood. you are empowering them with knowledge, aren't you, Ashley? that's yeah. what you're doing. It's yes, just to know, like as it took me, you know, I was in my, you know, forties until I kind of owned my mm-hmm. own health and body. And even it was only my fourth daughter where I really took the whole thing on, you know, yes. the pregnancy even. I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just go to a doctor and the doctor you know, take the baby out of me kind of thing. Whereas yes. my fourth one, I, I had her at home with the midwives yeah. and it was such a different experience. But, it, but that, and and that was a big thing for me about empowering women to make their own decisions, to see what suits them. And that, for me, that was a big part of, mm-hmm. the, of the website was a, too a, very, a very
0: very honest and very um giving way Ashley. you you went through you know you you were suffering and yet you were reaching out to others so so well yeah, I just done. Thought this is
2: crazy what's <laughs> going on here
0: This is <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> no it's brilliant and it was one of the reasons I wanted you on is that you really started the journey because by doing that then that lent I mean I met you very early on I think six or seven yeah. years ago Ashley and yeah. I, I gave the lecture in the Marion Hotel but you were also yeah. there and then you invited me to Loretta's school to give that talk and then you set up the m-word with Catherine O'Keefe didn't you yes, and, and Anna
2: Mooney and yes, Anna, yes yeah
0: yes yeah and I mean that that all of it basically and and I was going around with Lorraine Keane giving the, the talks around the country but all of every little bit was sort of wearing down the negativity and taking away yeah. the taboo and eventually we're on Joe Duffy. And Joe yes. Duffy, the whole, yeah. the whole world, yeah. the whole country was listening, yeah. and and of course that then is what drove the government to say, hang on here, we better get something on
2: menopause because yeah. this is what people want. So it just shows yeah. you that that's how it has to be done, you know. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant because at that time, you know, if anybody was doing a product launch, which um Clean Marine were doing at that time, yes, that's right. We, and- we were the people because I, I did that series of expert talks in because again I I wanted to like I'm not the expert but I want women to get expertise so books right bring in experts on sex on you know yourself Mary um like all the different people who you know would help like with hair loss and then um you know different topics nutrition um, just to get the information for women so they could make informed decisions about their health. Because also the other thing is that everyone's menopause is so different. Yeah, so, absolutely. You, know, you can't just prescribe the same you know, formula for each person. So it is quite, a, and and it is, you know, there is a bit of work involved if you want to um, tackle it yourself, I think. You know, you do mm-hmm. need to spend the time, give yourself the time, and it's 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 it can be very, very challenging if you're feeling very underpowered, if you're not sleeping well. Um, so you kind of have to prioritize whatever is the most challenging symptom, I think, first. OK, very good.
0: And Emma, can I ask you about your husband? How did he cope with all of this? And I'm going to go back to you Aisling, and ask you. And I've met Ashley's husband, so I, I I know how he coped. But you, you need to tell us, Emma, um, how did your husband cope with with the fact? I mean, he must have been equally shocked
1: he was shocked but he was kind of relieved when when it got to that stage because Mm. I suppose he had seen the stress that it was causing me and you know he had been on the receiving end of a lot of the anger yes (laughs) Yes. you know it was it was difficult you know it was difficult you know Mm. I I I wasn't depressed but I was very down in myself and And this is something we
0: need to say because around perimenopause, menopause, hormone imbalance does cause low mood, but it's not depression. Okay. Yeah. Depression, as we know, was overdiagnosed in, in women of the office. this. Yeah. Go ahead, Ash. go on, Emma. Yeah.
1: Um, so you know, when when it came, when it actually was diagnosed, he was he was just relieved. He was saying, well, look, this is something that we can work with. Like this is, you know, nothing right. serious in in you know, in terms of being Good. ill.
0: But, but again, and we need to educate them. young boys as well, so we need to get into all schools, both, both boys and girls, don't we, to educate men who will be future uh, spouses for these women. Isn't, isn't that yeah. true, Emma?
2: Yeah, yeah. It is. What about you, Ashley? What about your husband um my husband yeah he was very supportive um and then when i started uh, working on the website he was brilliant i had him there typing up all the symptoms and- <laughs> <laughs> he's fully he's fully versed <laughs> in the yeah. whole um, in every aspect of the menopause no he's been he's always been oh. very supportive of um my endeavors and actually i've since moved on um speaking of empowerment and new beginnings i, I started a business then two years ago selling uh, silk pillowcases and well again, done. he's brilliantly um, helpful. He's the dispatch department. So I take in the orders on e-commerce and he um, sends them all out to via couriers all around the country. Well, well done, well So that was done. All. directly from the menopause because of the um, <laughs> still being very cooling. And we do oh, eye masks um, because they are brilliant for helping sleep, the silk eye masks. And yeah. then with the pandemic, we got into doing silk face masks.
0: So That's I would
2: um, highly recommend anybody who has a little bit of urge to to start something um, at midlife or at, at menopause, whether it's early menopause uh-huh. or later on um, that, you know, take the little bit of anger or the little bit of dissatisfaction and see if you can work it to your advantage. Because it might be I think a lot of the time anger is has good roots, like it shouldn't be ignored. Mm
0: exactly so yeah. for, exactly um, exactly yeah that uh, it's very interesting that both of yeah and both of your symptoms were very similar you both had the brain fog the exhaustion the tiredness no the,
2: the the low mood you both like it's it's yes. shocking really you just i mean yeah. you don't you can't see that it's anything to do with anything but you you're kind of like yes yes. you know i i know i shouldn't be feeling like this but my my mood is in my boots you know mm. what, what is this about and yeah, how, are now, how are you
0: feeling now ashley how are you feeling i feel good
2: i feel great good
0: good, good. i
2: feel good no I, I find it just so empowering just to to speak to women about menopause and just well, to hear yeah. women say um thank god i'm not alone like brilliant every day from all around the world people are saying and I, i'm thinking this is amazing like mm. these are people on the other side of the world and they're saying thank you thank you I feel That's fantastic. I feel like I'm not alone. Like it's it, that yeah. that has just been such a gift. Absolutely. to see the conversation change, emerge. Uh-huh. You know, I know you were always there, um, Dr. Mary. But now there are tons of people now talking about menopause. I know, what which, you which mean. is
0: great. That that means we've which achieved. Which is brilliant.
2: We've it's achieved. Brilliant. Absolutely. And that was the mission. That was the mission
0: that was the mission exactly exactly um but actually what i wanted to ask you was that you, you and very kindly you're both telling us me very honestly you decided not to go the hrt route and i'm bringing up this for a reason because i get a lot of patients that don't want hrt um f- for various reasons and what was your reason that you decided not to go down that route um,
2: well as i say i wanted to um i felt that it wasn't a it wasn't a disease it wasn't a sickness i didn't feel mm-hmm. like my my um symptoms were limiting enough uh-huh. um, i used homeopathy which i found uh, a great support and that helped with some of my symptoms uh-huh. Um, and so I, I wanted to just, uh, make it a journey of self-discovery, but I, I definitely would have, if, if I wasn't sleeping, if things were really bad, mm-hmm. if I was in a crisis, I definitely, and I would highly yeah. recommend it to people. I, I, do wouldn't be, I would tell people don't be yeah. scared of HRT. You would just, pain. you just wanted <laughs> to see I'm how you got on and you get, you got on okay with all that. It was a personal, it was a personal yeah. thing. And, and yeah. maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should have taken HRT and maybe things would have been, you mm. know, smoother. But um, I think I I have kind of a quite a natural approach uh, to life. And I did study homeopathy. So I do have an interest in the body self-regulating. And I do find that very empowering as well to to allow my body to self-regulate, even though it throws me a few curveballs here and there as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been excellent. But you must both be delighted, uh, as I am, with the whole sort of empowerment of women, because not only are we talking about premenopause, menopause now, and it seems to be the new word, but it's sort of almost like women are coming into me more confident that suddenly, you know, this is no longer that women sort of feel they can talk about their their bodies and about their hormones, whereas up to this, women kept everything secret. I mean, if we look at the previous generation, or of our mothers, right? You know, things were whispered, weren't they? I yeah. I I pay patients how the, the the you know the um pampers were sort of put in under a box of tea. You know, there was no such thing as talking about things. So women I think are more empowered because of this revelation of talking about perimenopause
2: and menopause as well but as men who are helping people. But can I say as well like I think things are just changing so dramatically because even the time when I had my first daughter to my fourth daughter pregnancy yes. uh, changed. The the whole approach to pregnancy, and I think menopause is kind of going through that kind of an evolution. It's never going to be quite as cool as pregnancy, obviously, but it's definitely, um, and it's I think it's brilliant because younger women will just consider that to be normal that that you talk about things, Mm. Um, and so therefore they won't um, hopefully suffer in in silence and won't be the same taboo. That it has been in the past so that, well, yeah. that's the aim isn't it for, for conversation? it's fantastic
0: and i do think we have to think of partners as well because with the low libido that actually affects every relationship um and i suppose we need to educate men and and young boys in in secondary schools because you know they need to know that this this can happen and that it's not them or it's not a problem with the relationship and it's actually just a hormonal problem that will be sorted what do you think emma
1: yeah I'd agree with that because I suppose like you know when 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 it is happening when it was happening to me I didn't know what was happening to myself let alone my husband know what was mm. happening to me so I mean it was a really tricky time you know and mm. in, in hindsight he was actually really supportive because he you know he he was there and was he, he didn't know what to do because none of us knew what to do but at the, he's still here so I suppose <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely. But, you know it is it is it's it, it, it's tricky on relationships actually because yes. like that you, you don't have the connection that you actually need
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you you're not in the mood for it and you you, mm. you don't want it but you need the, the comfort of the support so it is yes. it is and I think yeah if we were better educated we'll mm. stop on the whole area of of menopause and of fertility because like so like my twins are eight so i had a ui so nine years ago let's say i was uh, like even then fertility it like it i wouldn't have been shouting it from the rooftops and i never kept it a secret if somebody said to me did you have fertility treatment i'd say yes Mm. but now i've nearly advertised it because again you're just sharing your experience with somebody and not you might yeah. be able to help somebody. So exactly,
0: and it's not a negative thing; it's a positive thing. Not and a negative it, thing. Everybody goes through it because everybody puts out the word that you know that everyone gets pregnant straight away. That is not the case, and a lot of people can take twelve months to eighteen months to get pregnant. And it can be male and female factors and not just the woman. Whereas the women always seem to blame themselves, don't they? they always yeah. And
1: themselves. another, I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now, but another thing, and I don't know this is an Irish society thing, you know, if somebody has a miscarriage and it's like, don't tell anybody that you're pregnant for 12 weeks because mm. in case anything happens, like if anything happens, that's actually when you need the support. You know? Yes. So it's, it's, it's a whole, but I think, again, it comes back to if you have a miscarriage, you feel maybe like a failure again and it's just... Mm. It's it's women putting women putting themselves under pressure. I think we need to kind of free ourselves from that pressure. Totally,
0: totally, yeah. As you said, we need to be open about periods and what's normal. We need to be open about fertility and that, you know, everyone, a couple, most of them do want to have a family. But, you know, thankfully people have stopped the the, the ignorance thing of asking but the minute they, they got together, well, when is it going to be? I know. Struggle. At least that stopped, thankfully. But we do need to sort of, you know, um, realize that people need support uh, around this time. Yeah. And it's okay, um, you know, if, if thing, people, need help and we need to be able to talk about it and it's fantastic you're sharing that emma because of that and even the whole thing of you fe- felt you were a failure well you know you're a very empowered woman so pe- women listening into you will realize that if they're struggling they're not failures and that there's help to be got and you and you absolutely. went and got it which which yeah. is terrific yeah yeah absolutely terrific has you
2: any problems actually having your four children um i was no overall i didn't i definitely had a couple of you know a few months at the beginning and i probably before i had my first daughter with hindsight i probably had some heavy periods that were possibly kind of early stage huh. but no i i was pretty pretty lucky um with it was it was it was fairly straightforward
0: fantastic
2: fantastic but but i i think that's great just what you say there about the 12 weeks thing because that's just a cultural thing don't tell anyone for 12 weeks i've often thought that as well like why why Why? you know because it's going to be a secret then yes Uh, yeah something happened i suppose it's a long wait but but uh, just the more openness and i think again i i do get conversation uh, um, questions from men in terms of um, how they can support their their wives or, or mm. their partners going through menopause, and that is again something that's that's very important for boys to understand whether it's about their mother whether it's about their partner mm-hmm. um just to know that uh, menopause is 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 a factor and just to be supportive like you know to kind of at least if you know that you know that that's what it is you know that's what's going yeah. on it can just give you a good a better it can give that give everybody a better framework but I suppose the first thing though is for us women to get our heads around it and talking yeah. about it amongst ourselves and then, exactly. and then because we don't want them to take it over either no we don't (laughs) because then they want to slice i've I've a lot of men are we going through the menopause it's like no (laughs) it's not very dramatic
0: very good very good it's all about you Oh, good, good girl. But I suppose, as you said, what we want to do is educate and empower people yeah. with knowledge. And, and that's what you're both doing here by, by talking about it and, and telling us about your journey. And I suppose the big things we'll learn tonight in your case, Emma, is it, the fact that it was very early. Um, and that that we need girls to know this, that this can happen so that they can freeze their eggs or they can have their children earlier or whatever. Uh, And even though you brought up some very important things about the whole cultural thing, and I think COVID showed this, Emma, whereby people, I saw girls coming in to me saying like they were 38, 39, and because of COVID they would postpone the wedding, right? But the wedding has been put off 18 months and some of them were feeling they had to have the wedding to have the child, and, you know, it's sort of the, the, the fertility clock is going and if they have problems or mm. they do early menopause. So I suppose there's an awful lot of sort of indoctrination in our society about what's right and what's wrong. Mm. And really, it doesn't tell us it. We're not it's not really thinking of the person. Because that you know, in other words, go ahead and have your child, and you'll still be you're bringing a miracle into the world. And if if you can't get married for eighteen months or twenty four months, what about it? You know, yes, you would have loved to do it the other way, but you've got to put yourself first. Isn't that true?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that that that, I think that is changing for sure, but Mm. it's still there, and and you know, and.
0: And women put themselves if, under if, dreadful pressure because of it, and we're, we're just bringing it out there because we want women to, to just be good to themselves, be kind to themselves, and not be restricted or indoctrinated with, with tradition. While some tradition is good, some of it has been horrendous to women, and yeah. been very um, you know depreciative of women, actually. So we just... We we, we we all love our, our wedding, but I, I just felt that some women were putting themselves under horrendous pressure, putting it off until the wedding happened. And with COVID, we didn't know when the wedding was going to happen there for a while with lockdown. And so,
1: I mean,
0: I, that's only adding
1: pressure totally. on themselves as well, because obviously the wedding happens, they want to get pregnant immediately.
0: That's the point I'm making, yeah. So I just think women need to to, to look at that. Listen, you're both fantastic. Um, Emma, you're amazing, telling us all about your, your journey about the regular periods, about the early perimenopause, how you suffered, how you felt a failure. And and then, you know, now you are on the HRT and we're getting the rest of the hormones sorted and we're going to get you 100%. But big thing is that you've, you're also learning about your self-worth and you're realizing that to get the position completely normal you have to love yourself and have the boundaries there and and be good to yourself isn't that right emma yeah that's it good yeah, girl. That's, that's the and work in progress <laughs> Work in progress and mm-hmm. ashley you have shared your journey with us about your perimenopause and how you dealt with it through the plant-based diet through loving yourself doing the mot on yourself looking at all the different areas of life that you could improve when you got that profound fatigue and then you 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 were very giving in that you set up the the website, which of course was very instrumental in where we are today, where we're now educating the masses. So so that that was a very very good thing to do, Ashing. And you got you got huge um, reward out of it, didn't you, Ashley? Personally, by people giving you your, their stories and absolutely,
2: and, yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's just incredible to hear so many people's stories and just to to know that it's supported them. And I I, even just last week, I got a a text from somebody in South Africa saying, you know, it was a lifeline for her. And and again, I had a similar one from a woman in uh, Vietnam and like, hmm. it's, it's just incredible when you when you hear people all, and as as well as obviously in Ireland and at the time though it was you know I was the one in on in the magazines I thought I, I was be the poster girl for the menopause nobody else wanted the job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I really <laughs> admired, admired Lorraine Keen because she was yeah, very she was brilliant brilliant as well to come on, and we needed yeah. a celeb to front it, and she was very yeah. generous
2: with her with her really time. Good, yeah, and and she was
0: she was yeah. younger
2: and more famous and glamorous. Exactly, than we, exactly, and, and she we she, just.
0: Did, <laughs> Well, you're equally lovely now, Ashley. But <laughs> she, was, she was well known at the time, and, and yeah, she, yeah, no, it's brilliant. And, well, and we needed that to, to front it in order to get people to listen. And, and that was the wonderful yeah. thing. Now, you've both been brilliant. And this is now going out on the uh, RSFP website, which is fantastic. But what, what really I've learned from to the, this podcast is that we need to also get onto the Department of Education because we need to educate yes. and put these podcasts there available for, for um, children in secondary schools, both male and female, so that we yeah. can educate them as well as, as as the broader population because education is empowering. And that's what we want to do for women, telling them about premenopause in your journey through it and, and on to menopause. So, Emma, thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you, ashling as well. And uh,
2: thank you all for joining and, us. Sorry, can we say thank you to you, Dr. Mary, because <laughs> yeah. you are absolutely fantastic. And I just love the way you talk and the way you empower women and the way you tell your stories. And it's just fantastic. And you're a, you're a beacon. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs>
0: And similar to both of you as well you are so good and thank you so much thank you